Let's bring in Michael Zaremski, Director of Futures at Charles Schwab. He's joining us to talk energies. Michael, busy week for crude traders, but, well, we also have natural gas on the move with warmer temps here in the U.S. You've got OPEC, COVID, all the economic unknowns on the supply side. Well, they seem to be getting the bulk of the tension over the last couple of days. Absolutely right there, Ben. I mean, you can see the volatility has really increased here in the uh, energy sector as well, too. And the, right now we're looking at the uh, crude oil market here hanging right around that $65 barrel of the WTI futures here. And as you noted there, we have that OPEC meeting, which I think just began about 15 minutes ago okay. here as well. We're going to see if there's any changes in their current uh, production increases, which is scheduled to be for about 400,000 barrels per day each a month here going into the second quarter of 2022 here just trying to make up some of those production cuts that they had in 2020 in fact they uh cut 10 million barrels per day of production there as well tumor down about 3.8 million barrels of those cuts here so the question is will opec stay the course there with their increases or are they going to maybe take a little pause in january here due to the lower prices, as well as, like I said, reaction to that, um, many of the uh, non-OPEC countries here releasing or potentially releasing oil from the strategic petroleum reserves. Now, what I've been hearing though, is that it seems like the consensus there is that there may not be any cuts here, or there may hmm. be maybe a partial cut, maybe 200,000 barrels hmm. here, not necessarily that pause, like I think the market was saying here. And that's why we've seen uh, oil prices here today even uh, kind of pulled back from those uh, highs we made earlier in the session. We we're up to almost 67.50 here in the January contract. We're now around 65.70 here, just a little bit. Uh, in fact, we're unchanged now on the day here. So yeah, that's I think what the tr oil traders are going to be looking at here as well. Plus, we had what was some of a bearish EIA data here yesterday as well too. Even though we saw a a cut in crude oil uh, inventories here. We saw huge increases in both gasoline and distillates here as well, too. And that took some of the uh, little emphasis out of any kind of rally here in the market. Well, we're looking at that in terms of uh, some of the price weakness we've seen uh, from 85 down to, well, 64.43, just shy of 85, 84.97 to 64.43. Currently, no rejection of these lower levels as we are, again, clearly on the edge of our seats as we wait for OPEC. Now, I also saw some comments I mentioned at the top of the show, Mike, uh, in terms of the OECD this morning commenting on how uh, Omicron could delay the recovery and while they warned monetary policy makers to be cautious, basically. And, um, uh, you know, I just wanted to get your thoughts on how, uh, well, we've quickly shifted from a discussion where we were uh, just years ago recently talking about energy independence here in the U.S. to clearly dependent on OPEC and the market uh, exhibiting that, uh, again, traders uh, really just on the edge as they await the decision this week. It's true how funny how things have changed in just a few years as well, too. And like I said, a lot of it is just there's no incentive for the U.S. shale producers to really ramp up production to any meaningful amount here. I mean, right now there's a lot of uh, spending cuts and actually giving out more of the free cash to shareholders as well, too, which is kind of the new, uh, I guess, mode here for those uh, publicly traded companies here as well, too. So you're right. We are more dependent on the, the OPEC situation here for oil. We're not as independent there has we once looked to be here as well too so that's definitely gonna be a wild card here going into the next few years here now we also got to look at you know like i said that situation with the oecd about the you know the continuing uh coronavirus situation here may be kind of 
hurting overall economic growth here. And I think that's also kind of a thing that's kind of weighing on the market here as well, too, is right now OPEC's predicting that we're going to be at a 3 million barrel per day surplus right. in the first quarter of 2022 here. So, I mean, you can see why they're maybe a little bit hesitant here to really, you know, increase production at, at these levels here. So I mean, it's going to be very interesting to see what they come up with at this meeting here. But on the flip side, though, I mean, we are seeing, like I said, we're seeing less uh, money being put into future production. And we're seeing a lot of the analysts from the big banks, look, they got Bank of America there and their 2022 commodity outlook expecting Brent to hit what $120 per barrel by mid-2022. We have Goldman who's been kind of bullish on oil and Jeffries as well too. So, you know, some of these analysts are thinking that maybe we've kind of cut back too much on potential production here as well too. And what if the economy does start to improve here, we can run into some pretty uh, maybe significant shortages here, which will lead to higher prices. So right, the market here is very volatile situation. And for traders, though, what this kind of brings into is some of those products that we're seeing on the CME, especially those micro products and the micro crude as a perfect example here, where when you're seeing this heightened volatility in the market like we're seeing in crude here, look at some of those smaller contracts like the micro crude as a way to be able to participate in this volatility, but at a much smaller price point. So I, I'm definitely for you know traders and investors here to look at those micro contracts when you're seeing heightened volatility in these markets. Oh, I couldn't agree more. And I actually have been watching them quite closely this week. Let's still pull a look here side by side. I've got the crude oil, the WTI. Again, the same look that we had just a minute ago, that massive selling $20 off those highs from uh, just last month. We're talking just about four weeks ago, down to 64.43. And I've been watching tick for tick. These contracts have been uh, moving very closely as you'd expect them to, again, in line with each other. And I'm glad you reminded us of this uh, smaller per contract margin uh, uh, access point to these markets, smaller on a per contract per tick basis as well. Uh, and a good reminder in terms of, you know, Michael, we haven't heard a lot from OPEC this week. They've been kind of waiting to see uh, the impact from the uh, Omicron virus uh, variant, just like everyone else. But the few comments that we have seen, you pointed to, they see surpluses worsening to 2 million barrels per day in January, 3.4 million barrels per day in February, and 3.8 million barrels per day uh, in terms of March 2022. So um, these are, again, you can see why they're basically not necessarily making any decisions in and immediately. Also, I did see them point out how there's been muted reaction to some of the SPRs and uh, ultimately the impact that we've seen as far as uh, the fuel impact has been mostly right now in terms of uh, airlines, uh, in terms of uh, this Omicron variant. But let's talk a little bit about um, uh, how some of these changes could occur and what could uh, kind of shift some of the tides that we've seen because many point to the Biden administration in terms of you kind of touched on as far as some of their policies which have impacted production here in the U.S. shale producers specifically, but also the COVID's been a big part of this as well. I mean, uh, the unknowns related to demand, uh, the sharp rise in demand, it's been tough to keep up, simply put. Exactly right. There's so many moving parts here, Ben, that it's really kind of hard to say there's one fact here really influencing this market here. Obviously, uh, you know, current policies in place here that are kind of, you know, taking the incentive there for increased production here is obviously a, a longer term effect here. But right, the COVID crisis here as well, too, we start to see, you know, increases in cases here. And we start to see more, uh, you know, 
lockdowns or even partial lockdowns or more restrictions there as well, too, especially with travel there. You know, that's obviously going to be a big influence on, you know, the demand picture as well, too. In fact, right now, like you were saying there, it's really that that F jet fuel demand here that's mm -hmm. really kind of a heard it in the you know the recent quarter here as well especially out of you know europe and africa where we've definitely seen some more a uh, lockdowns and more travel restrictions as well too so right it's really just yeah kind of a, a floating picture here very dynamic here and I, I think you know but all these unknowns out there it's really hard to kind of pinpoint which direction we go here so i think right now i can see why policies are a little bit more cautious here as well too because like i said there's a lot out there that we really don't know and i think you got to be kind of kind of fluid here and you know changes could happen at any time here to kind of change the influence unknowns on the demand side well you can see what they do to price here they've come off quite a bit below the 50-day moving average and uh michael uh let's talk a little bit about um well the u.s dollar how this has also been a factor i mean we've seen it strengthen quite a bit and ultimately that weighs on commodities as well Exactly right now. It has come back from its highs as well, too. But right, a stronger dollar here uh, will kind of affect uh, commodity prices as well, too, as it makes it more expensive for non-U.S. dollar or buyers there to, uh, you know, makes commodity prices higher. So, yeah, that's definitely going to be an influence on the market. But right now, we've, like I said, we've kind of stabilized here in the dollar here. We're off the highs here as well, too. A little bit uncertainty here as well. And we've also seen in general, commodity prices pull back a bit as well, too. I think maybe a little bit of an influence there uh, from that stronger dollar here actually hurting demand here as well, too. So, yeah, definitely keep an eye on the dollar. If we start to take out those recent highs, though, again here as well, yeah, that could definitely uh, cause a little bit more concern there, especially for some of these emerging market economies. Uh, last but not least, uh, inventories today, uh, natural gas inventories. We saw the crude inventories yesterday from the EIA, Tuesday afternoon from the API, and uh, nothing really ground-shaking there. Um, uh, they've been coming in right around build, draw, right around one, two million, nothing significant. But gas prices at a seven-year high at the pump, uh, seven-year average. And uh, I also noticed, again, natural gas actually has come off significantly. And I can see why. I walked out of the house this morning, Michael, and it must have been 50 degrees. They're calling for something like 58 today uh, here in Chicago. I know. I think that's, I think, the key thing why we're seeing those natural gas prices uh, definitely uh, come back from their peaks we've seen earlier as well, too, especially here in the U.S. here. I mean, looking at the 6 to 10-day forecast, the 8 to 14-day forecast is calling for above normal temperatures through most of the country here as well, too. And we've just started really that gas draw season here, which usually starts mm -hmm. in November here as well, too. And even though we're expecting a little bit uh, stronger than a normal uh I guess uh, in decrease from uh, inventories here as well, about 54 billion cubic feet this week is what's estimating here. I mean, we've really kind of fallen back to near that five-year average, real about 1.6% below the five-year average here. And with the forecast looking a little warmer here for the next couple of weeks, and if we don't get that quite a bit of a uh, amount of drawn from storage here as well too, we could be going into about you know, normal averages here going into the heart of winter here as well, too. And that definitely took a little bit of that concern about supplies here going into the winter. Yeah, I saw last week, I think it was the first draw since March. Here's the yeah. hourly time frame we were just looking at, or the 30, I should say, some of the selling. It's not just crude. Natural gas also coming off 
uh, the last or this week, I should say, from well 550 down to 412. Quick look at the uh, daily time frame. It really speaks to the magnitude of the selling that we've seen as we have come off. Well, not only this week, uh, if lower today, it's four days in a row, uh, but recently off that 646 level. If we could just pull this daily chart real quick, Michael. Uh, a great breakdown in terms of energy markets as far as what we've been seeing. Here's the selling in the natural gas, but the focus today again being OPEC, crude oil, and uh, some of the weakness we've seen in energies in general. Michael Zaremski, always a pleasure. Michael's the director of futures at Charles Schwab.